Rise Up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ballin' show. And we are back again with another episode and another season of Rise Up Radar. Welcome to season two of Rise Up Radar. In the house tonight, we've got Chris Bailey, Zach McCain, and Todd Brooks, a.k.a. Brookie. We are ready to rock and roll on this draft season. How are you fellas doing tonight? Fantastic. Doing great. Stan, we're ready to either make this NFL draft work for us or blow this thing right out of the water. I don't know which one's going to happen. I mean, there's a lot of – I was just talking to my wife who really doesn't care that much, but I was just talking to her as if I'm just talking, talking, talking. This is the most exciting and the most intriguing Atlanta Falcons draft that we've had in a very, very long long time. And I can't remember the 2008 Matt Ryan draft being this exciting. Can you? No, not really. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I I don't remember one that was like – this intriguing. I don't know. I know that was that was that was pre-social media, so everything was different. Not not nearly as big as this is. And pre-pandemic, so everything is you know everything's hyped up and you know, everything's weird now. So um, yeah, I, I there's a lot that could go on at four. There's a lot of news that's happened the last time we talked. So um, let's just jump into the the burning question, the draft coming coming up. What do you think ha- – okay, let's just start broadly. What do you think happened – no, what would you do at, at four, Chris? Well, I wasn't sure, uh, but since then I've changed my thinking. I'd go Kyle Pitts. I know it's not exactly an area of need, but he is such a beast, and there's not many guys that translate to being almost impossible to cover in the NFL. He might be one, so it would be hard for me to pass him up. Even him being a Florida Gator, you would still draft him? He's married to a yes, Florida Gator. He doesn't care. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, that part of the wedding vows, the, the matrimony, the, I mean, the uh, <laughs> prenuptials? Yeah. Okay, Zach, what you, what you do it for? I agree with Chris. I mean, I think Kyle Pitts is, uh, you know, would be a, you know, a definite uh, – I don't know, a gem. I think he's he's one of those generational players. I think there's no doubt he can have immediate impact. And, um, I mean, even though I know the, I, the Falcons need – I feel like their needs are in other, other areas. But as y'all, we've sort of mentioned before, there's not really anybody uh, a standout defensive guy. So, um, you know, if you're not going to go with a quarterback there, I think Kyle Pitts is your guy. Um, and so that's what I would – and since I, I feel like Matt Ryan still has plenty left in the tank, Kyle Pitts would be my guy if he's available. All right, Todd, rookie. I could just throw so many things on this. I know, you could. I'm not going to throw any shade. Um, Okay, so Kyle Pitts is great. You know, like, I agree, if you're not going to draft a quarterback, that's probably the guy you want to go with. He could be a star in the league. Sure, I get all that. But if it were me, I'm I'm Terry Fontenot, and I'm doing the draft, and let's say, you know, the draft pretty much goes as a lot of experts think it will, and you got Trevor Lawrence going number one, and you got – uh, Mac Jones and Zach Wilson in those top three, which I think is ridiculous anyway, but whatever. That's, um, we'll, we'll, so talk, number, we'll talk about that later on in the show. Don't worry about that. Yeah. All right. Sure. So, number four, I, I'm, if Justin Fields is there, 
I'm going Justin Fields at quarterback. If Justin Fields was taken, let's say if San Francisco went Justin Fields with the number three pick, though, then I'm going Kyle Pitts because I don't like Trey Lance. There you go. So the caveat for you, if, if Fields is available, taking Fields. If Fields is available, take Fields. If Fields is not available and uh, Mac Jones is there, don't take Mac Jones, don't take Trey Lance, take Kyle Pitts. So, okay. Um, so you have, you just do not even, okay. So what if we, what if I did for my answer, if Fields is there, don't even start the clock, take Fields and just hand the envelope to him. But mm-hmm. he is not there trading back and taking your chance on getting getting Lance late in the top seven or whatever? Uh, I don't think I'd do that either. I mean, I think if you're going to – I don't think you want to drop down too much because you have designs on a certain guy anyway. And you don't – there's no guarantee he's going to be there. I mean, there's other teams needing quarterbacks after Atlanta. And, and we don't have a backup quarterback right now either. I mean, we're going to have There's to get a quarterback quarter- at some point. So that is a good point. But um, I just I, – I think I would take the star over a project. You know what I mean? Because Trey Lance yeah. is a project. Okay. Okay. So my answer is I think I'm chalk with y'all. I, if Fields is – I think the exact same answer. If Fields is there, take Fields. And if he's not there, take Pitts and run with it. But no one has said – I mean, no one said a tackle there. Nobody said anything other than maybe even – so if, if Julio's on the market, maybe you take uh, Lamar Chase there or something. No? Jamar Chase, excuse me. Not ever pitched. Jamar Chase scares me because Jamar Chase set out this past year and players that don't play in their seasons or skip bowl games, those are just players that kind of freak me out a little bit. Okay. Me too. Yeah. So this it came out that Julio Jones is on the block. Well, let's let's that's a little that's a little colorful. It came out that the Falcons are are picking up the phone in in relation to offers for Julio Jones. What would it take? What would the offer be? First off, Chris, for you to ship Julio out of town because I know you're. Well, let's get your stance on whether or not they should trade Julio, and then what would it look like for you to say yes? I understand why Todd wants to trade Julio. Uh, I understand getting value, why you can still get it. But in my household, our heart, we love it. I don't know if you can hear my wife just scream, don't trade Julio! Um, (laughs) we We love Julio. So I mean, it's a business. It always is a business. You know, I would love to see him finish his career in Atlanta. It's just because he's been such a great consummate pro, just great. But what would I, what would it take? Well, obviously, we would trade him for somebody's number one pick. Yeah. Okay. I'm just I'm just seeing where you where you're at. I didn't know if you were like a hard no. You know, like it doesn't matter what you could offer me. Aaron Rodgers and I wouldn't take it. Well, here's the thing. If we got pits and all of a sudden at the tight end and our one receiver or two receiver, the weapons are astounding. And you still have Matt Ryan with two or three years and he has shown that he can get the ball on people. So it makes our offense just even deadlier. And and, uh, I know there are other areas of need, but when you have a great offense, you're in games. 
So with that, before we, you know, go to Zach for another question, but okay. Yes, I agree with you totally. The offense is scary with Pitts involved, but there had better be a draft pick somewhere at this point of the offensive line because Matt Ryan got sacked in the 40s again last year, and it's ridiculous. And he doesn't have, like, remember Andrew Luck had, like, crazy, like, injuries because of Zach's, or because of Sacks. But, I mean, he's on his way. He's very durable, but he can't – his offensive line is just porous. You can't – that can't happen. So there has to be some asset spent on the offensive line. So I, I was curious. No one said Penny Sewell, but go ahead. I mean, I would say this, too, though. I think that you guys are kind of thinking with the mentality that the Falcons are an easy fix. I don't necessarily think they're an easy fix. I need pieces everywhere. We, we talked about that in the fall. When we were watching games, like these guys, you know, they're they're not one or two players away from winning the championship. They are several players away. Now, you never know. I mean, it could be like 2008. I don't think anybody thought they were going to make the playoffs, like when Matt Ryan was drafted, and they did. But I think if you're going to be realistic right now, because momentum's everything in the NFL anyway, but are the Falcons built to make the playoffs? I think in their division, probably not, because you've got Tampa Bay still out there. You still have New Orleans that's still a solid franchise despite losing Drew Brees. In Carolina, I mean, who knows what they have right now? I don't know with the whole uh, Sam Darnold trade and maybe yeah. them going for a quarterback too. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I just think the Falcons are far away from it. So you're not going to like draft an offensive lineman and just fix everything. I think you got to look at this as like a two or three year rebuilding project and get players no, no, all no, around. No, no. See, yeah, no. I get, I get tired <laughs> of people saying that that the Falcons are not anywhere near a, a, a playoff contender. How many games did we lose leads last year? Uh, I can't remember six or seven, probably. Six or seven. So, yeah. so we were in games close, could have won them. Obviously, we had defensive coach, a coach who had problems with the with the chemistry of the team, whatever. I, I yeah. don't think we were as far away as everybody says. Possibly. Yeah, but this is also the NFL, though. I mean, everybody gets close to games and loses games all the time. I mean, you don't see most teams losing by 30 or 40 points in the NFL. Maybe on a given week, yes, but most of the time you're losing close games, and it's not because, you know, you're one or two players away. It's because you just don't know how to win. We weren't or because just you with, have a, we, But we weren't you know, just you know. within four or five points, you know, close. We had leads that we blew. So, to me, right. it's, that's a different right. story. Blow and leads. that was a consistent problem every game because we were blowing leads in every single game. That's the reason right. we started off 0 and whatever, 0 and 5. Or 5, we were. 6, 5, some of that. Yeah. Zach, you got anything to add to this one? Yeah, I mean, I think when it comes to going back to the Hulu thing, I think, you know, you got to get at least one first-rounder, if not two first-rounders uh, out of him. Um, and then – you know, and I'm, I'm, I think I side more with Chris in regards to as far, you know, I don't think the Falcons are that far away. Um, you know, we did have leads, you know, in several games, especially at the beginning of the season last year, that really just sort of ripped our hearts out uh, early on. And so um, I, I think it's more of a depth issue and, and also an identity issue from last year. I think now that the team's going to have a new identity, uh, the leadership, I think, is hopefully there now uh so now it's just i think building uh, a little bit of depth um especially on the defensive side of the ball but no i think the falcons are close i think they could certainly make a playoff push this year um you know i think we're yeah i think they're real close so kind of thinking of this of the caveat of, so, uh 
a two-year build for you, uh, Todd. With that mentality, if you look at Trey Lance, if he came out a year early, and if he stayed in one more year, and he would be the – I've heard that he would be the, one of the top quarterbacks of next year's draft. If you think about it like that, this is a draft for, like as next year. This would be the best quarterback you could get next year if you had a top five pick. Does that change your mind at all for Trey Lance? Uh, repeat that again because I was getting a phone call when you were talking. It was oh, uh, interrupting your a speech. Really, really convoluted speech, but if you just ride with me, I can explain it to you. Um, it's If you think about next year, if Trey Lance stayed in college to play uh, college this year and then came out for the draft next year, he could be the top quarterback taken off the board next year and – does that change your mind on whether or not you take, I mean, Trey Lance, because he would be the best prospect coming out next year. Does it change your mind getting Trey Lance this year? No, it doesn't change my mind because I'm going by what I've seen so far. And, and based on the fact that he didn't look great, you know, in that one game he played this year, either. Now, of course, I mean, when practice was limited, um, yeah, but I just I don't buy that. I still see Trey Lance as more of a project. I don't see him as necessarily a long term NFL quarterback. So I, I still see him more of a project than than Fields. And although I mean, yeah, you, know, you talk to the different draft experts and you see who's picking who to be drafted, and they see this uh, thing behind me right here. Well, they this is Chris Sims' NFL project. Yeah. He had Justin Fields going with the last pick of the first round of Tampa Bay. He's smoking drugs. Yeah, uh, yeah, he is. He's just jealous because he was a good quarterback. I, yeah, or his brother. Um, mm. uh, on there, where is Najee going? Um, you know what? I don't remember because I'd have to look at oh, it. Oh, yeah. But... Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But they have a lot of people have Najee going early second round. I think that's ridiculous, too, I think. You know what? I don't think he was on that list because I remember seeing um, some messages on the boards, and they were like, with no running back in the first round. So, yeah, I don't think he had a running back going in the first round at all. But, you know, that's pretty common for the NFL these days to start yeah. off picking running backs in the second round. Okay, so Question. If, if, we, if we did go with Justin Fields, what would that mean? It would it would mean he's, he's for two years and he'll weed running packages like that dude Taysom Hill or whatever, and they let him, you know, run around, throw it a little bit. And then if Matt Ryan gets old and rickety, they put him in, or if he gets hurt, or if they're getting bludgeoned and there's nothing to play for. I don't know. Okay, so I've seen that movie before. Yeah. Bring him in, let him run a couple of plays, and it, it, it wasn't good. Well, I don't know if you saw it with Aaron Rodgers. It worked out all right. I know. But that but that's – and then people say Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes was learning after a journeyman quarterback. Yeah. You know, like, so he wasn't learning after an all-time great, or he wasn't learning all, out of a Hall-Time Hall of Famer. Patrick Holmes is good. So, like, there's a lot of, you know. It's just hard to take a, the fourth pick in the NFL draft and not and see him play for two years. Right. That's, that's hard. That's the whole deal, man. But if it's if it makes sense for your franchise, you got to say, you know, forget it. You know, do what you got to do, man. So, hey, Zach, if, you, if you're drafting Pitts, where do you get a quarterback from? Because we have well, see, to, that, you have to get one. You, no, you definitely have to get one. You, I mean, not you have to get one, but 
but I would be interested who's on the free agent market right now. That's something I haven't done any research oh, yeah. on, and there may not be anybody. Jacoby I'm just Brissett. saying, I think if you're if you're committed to Matt Ryan, I just don't think that you really. And if you, I feel like if you have a win now mentality and you're committed to Matt Ryan, I don't feel like you take a quarterback uh, first. I mean, if you can, I mean, after Kyle Trask, you know, going down the the board, uh, I don't really know who else is available so i don't know who could be available like in the second or third round but ideally maybe you could get somebody in the second or third round uh but probably the third I don't or fourth know. round honestly and zach right. here's the know. problem with the free jamie agency newman. thing too um yeah jamie newman's name came up a couple times but here's the problem with the free agency thing like we could go that route and maybe there's somebody out there but from my understanding just doing all the research i've done and reading up on our cap space the falcons don't even have enough cap space even to sign their draft picks so i don't even think they have the cap space to even add anybody right. without making other moves i mean they, they could possibly right. do that um but i i just don't know if that's likely right now well if you sure. need somebody just to fog them there you could wait to the fifth round to get you know sam ellinger from texas you know just well. that you you, you know what I'm saying? Like if you need Davis Mills, Davis from from Sanford or whatever. Yeah, uh, trust me, I've done them all. I've I've done so many mock drafts. You could go all the way down the list. Even Ian Book, he's the worst quarterback in this draft. You could pick him just to have a baseball hat on. If you want, I mean, if a seventh round pick, who cares? So I just curious. I mean, if that's the pits, if you're winning in the future, I mean, if you're going pits and you're riding with. If you're riding with, if you're riding with Matt Ryan, then you just need somebody just to have a baseball hat on and could spit some fire seeds. So, I don't know. Or you find some strategy to get rid of Matt Ryan at some point during the off season during the summertime. You'd have to have a really drunk owner to be like, "Yeah, we'll take Matt Ryan." I mean, I think you're going to have the same problems with Julio, though. I, I don't think it's any different of a situation. They both are taking up a ton of cap space. Um, Julio, you guys seem to think he's going to command a first-round pick. I mean, normally, yeah, but the problem is the Falcons are in a catastrophic state with their cap in the first place, so they're going to be willing to take less for him just to get him out the door. I think they'll have, they'll have less leverage. Um, yes. And, and, and two, that – with his injury history, all valid points. Right. I really, I hope they get a first out of him or just really catch a bunch of seconds or something. You know what I'm saying? Like pick up multiples. Um, but I don't know. Okay. So Do you think it's going to happen? What? You going to trade Julio? No. Do you think it'll happen? I don't think so. I mean, are um, you talking? Exactly. I think they're going to do their best to do it because. The cap space. I mean, Matt Ryan and Julia together, I think, are taking up something like thirty percent of the cap. So, mm-hmm. that something does have to give. The only way for your franchise to get better, because I don't think the Falcons' cap uh, issues were anywhere near this back after the two thousand seven season. Like it was nowhere near this. So, in order for to give your franchise some relief and improve, you're going to have to get rid of one of those guys. It's got to be Matt Ryan or Julio. You got to find a way to do it, no matter what it is. It, it won't be a problem. And the mentality is like on our text line: if you want Hall of Famers, then just keep Julio. But if you want championships, we gotta we gotta mm-hmm. make decisions and we gotta package it up. We gotta step forward as a franchise. And that's you know how you start. Yeah, and I could see it happening. I mean, obviously not even before Thursday. I could, like Tyler was saying, sometime during the summertime, and 
and kind of going with what Sam was saying too in regards to getting some future, maybe some second and third round picks, uh, you know, for next year, especially if what Todd is saying is right as far as the them not being able to have enough money to sign their draft picks. It's not something that has to be done before Thursday, but obviously before you can sign those players during the summertime, you know, it may, it may happen then. So do I yeah. think it's going to happen? I don't know. Do I think cool. it's a very real possibility? Yeah, definitely. So talking about just one more thing for the draft and then we can, we can, we can move it on to other, other stuff. So San Francisco has already traded up to number three from wherever they traded from. I don't even remember, but they've traded up to get number three and the cat has come out the bag that they're looking at Lance or Mac, uh, Mac Mac Jones. Jones. It's, and there's a lot of reports for several weeks of Mac Jones love. Is that, is that real? You think that's smoke or do you think that's real Todd? I don't see any way it could be real. I mean, before the season, I mean, Mac Jones was a, a good college quarterback, great college quarterback, however you want to say it. That guy is, is not an NFL in, in, uh, NFL-ready quarterback. And the way that the game is changing, too, you don't right. necessarily want that drop-back passer Concrete back there either. Like, you want a guy who's going to have some speed, who's going to be able to get you out of rough situations, can use his legs and his arms. You don't want somebody who's just going to drop back all the time. Which so I don't think Matt traded last year. Yeah, so Matt Jones yeah. is not the type of quarterback that the league is commanding right now. But, no, no, is that so, true? Look at the Super Bowl. They won but that's Tom Brady, though. That's a different guy altogether. You can't compare everybody to Brady. I'm talking about the way the game is changing now. Tom Brady's about to go out of the game. He's not entering the game. I mean, yeah. well, that has to do with pieces around you. We're talking about, like, just Tom Brady, like, running for his life. Like, he's like – he, like you said, Tom Brady's a different animal comparing Matt Jones to Tom Brady. That's true. Player. I know you're right. But, but, uh, but the statue quarterback is going the way of the dinosaur. I mean, just it is what it is. I mean, you're not going to have a bunch of these guys aren't going to be have the athletic ability of like a Patrick Mahomes or Justin Fields. But I feel like even guys like Matt Jones, I, most guys now are athletic enough, even somebody like Kyle Trask, you know, that's a you know, they're deemed as a as a drop back or a pocket passer. I mean, I feel like these guys are athletic enough if they to, to make, you know, get things uh, done with their feet if they have to. So I yeah, don't know the, if that's. The, uh, the labels are a little extreme when it becomes the statue quarterback versus the dual threat. You know, it's, right. these guys are professional athletes that I know Matt Ryan don't look sexy running for a 10 yard score, but, you know, he'll get out the way, you know. Anyway. Um, I just taking your temperature on how crazy. Like, what do you think? You think that uh, Zach? Do you think um, San Francisco is really going to draft Mac Jones? Are they? No, I mean, I, I feel. Think, think about Pitts and and Jimmy Kittle. Jay- What's that? Kittle, not not Jimmy Kittle. <laughs> Jimmy Gra- that's not Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G. I know that one. What's Kittle's first name? George Kittle. George Kittle. I'm about to put a put a dollar in dollar in the jar. Right That's their look, child. Golly, Jim, Jimmy Kittle. So Jimmy, George Kittle. So think about I mean, and Kittle in the same field at the same time. I mean, it was. I mean, obviously, lightning and thunder there. But um, I don't know. I feel like what I've been reading, it seems like Trey Lance is there, the one that they're wanting. Um, I mean. 
if you're asking if I think they're going to draft a quarterback, yes, I think they're more likely to draft a quarterback, whether it's Matt Jones, Trey Lance, I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so uh, so are we the running back that they picked up from um, the Carolina? Carolina. How do, how do you feel about this running back? He was hard to come. He was hard to bring down. Uh, Je- uh, oh gosh, I lost Mike. Him. What's his name? Mike. Mike Davis. Davis. Mike thank Davis. you. About calling Mike Jones, and I was not going to do that on air. Who? <laughs> Who? Sorry. All right, Mike Davis. He was hard to bring down. He's kind of a bruising running back, kind of a Michael Turner esque runner in style. Um, what do you think? What do you think about him? Is he running back one material? Or are we going to draft a? <laughs> a starting running back caliber, or are we going to draft a scat back? Because we're going to draft a running back. I think they need to pick up another running back a little bit earlier in the draft. I say go second round and, and get uh, get a running back. I don't think Mike Davis is a star running back. I think he can be serviceable, probably better than what we had back there last year. But I still don't think he's the guy you're going to want to go to first. If you look at his numbers overall, I mean, he replaced Christian McCaffrey for a majority of the season last year. His numbers, if you really look inside them, they're not that great. Um, I, I just don't think that he's your your number one pick for running back. He's he's some good security, but I agree and I agree with Todd though. He's not your feature back, certainly. But um, I mean, he's he's obviously can be great on the goal line, but he can obviously be used utilized um, out of the backfield as a receiver. You know, a receiver can catch the ball well. But no, I think I think a second or third round, maybe more second round draft pick, um, maybe one of those guys out of North Carolina or something, is what yeah. I'm thinking the Falcons are leaning towards. Or uh, the guy from uh, Trey Sermon, maybe something around. Yeah. Sermon. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, what about you, Chris? He, we need a draft a running back high or a draft a running back late. For me, I would do it a little bit later. I don't know about second round because then you got you got. A tight end, if you go offense in your second round, how far deep you're going to go before you get offensive line or defensive defensive players. So, for me, because running back is devalued now, I think you might can get a good one later in the draft, like third or fourth round, possibly. But I don't, you know. Yeah. I, I, if, Travis, if Travis Etienne is sitting there in the second round and he's available, it would be hard to pass him up. Yeah. That's, okay, that's the caveat. And we're talking Najee, we're talking, you know, ATN. So if they're not there, then I might, uh, taking what Todd just said, and I agree a lot with Todd, what you're saying, but if if those two guys aren't there, I'd probably just jump back and let those go, and I would probably look for defense at that point. I don't know. I, I, we, corner or safety. Corner? Okay. Let's, let's not pretend that uh, Isaiah Oliver and – Kendall Sheffield are cutting the mustard as professional corners. Um, so, and they have Bleedy Ray Wilson playing slot receiver. and He's like an undrafted, you know, all that jazz. So, yes, they need a corner. Let us also not pretend good, that the rest of the defense quarter. isn't garbage and we need help on defense in other areas as well. Very true. And I agree with that. Uh, I, I agree with that. She, Is there a premium? So, then we become – the, the talk of you, where do you go? All right, so if you're going second round, we're, we're past the first round. We know what we're going. So we're now we're second round. You we got running back, you got corner, you got edge, and you've got safety that need to be addressed, amongst others. Like what do you where do you go with that then? Oh no, already. 
Well, as I've said before, this isn't a one-year fix. You have a lot of needs. You don't have enough draft picks. There's no way you're going to address them all through the draft this year. You could over a two-year period, but you're not going to be able to address them all in one year. Okay, so where are you going? Where do I go? Yeah. In the second round? Yeah. I'm going running back. If, okay, if, if running the right back. guy's there, I'm going running back. Okay. Well, what's the right guy? Try to, out, yeah. try to outscore people. Okay. What about you, Zach? Yeah, uh, I'm kind of a mix between Chris and Todd. I think if the right running back is there, and uh, maybe maybe one of the guys from North Carolina is a bit of a reach in the second round, but I mean, yes, if it's Travis Etienne or Najee Harris, it'd be hard to kind of pass up one of those guys because obviously those guys can be uh, put to use immediately, and you know that those guys are going to be um, useful for several years. Um, but I Going on what Todd was saying and what I felt like I sort of had said all offseason, I mean, the defense is the – as it was last year was the glaring issue. Um, we've got a lot of holes, um, even just, up, you know, starting like our first string guys, there's holes. Right. Um, but then you also need some depth as well. And, and it's like said, that Todd said, there's not a lot of draft picks, so it's hard to, you know, if there's, you know, if there's a potential corner – uh, there in the second round, somebody that's, you know, I don't know, there's not going to be any of those top name guys, but I mean, um, I feel like corner or um, or defensive line is kind of where we we need to help the most, maybe more defensive line, honestly. So I think, we'll see. I think, and that could definitely be a second or third round. I think defensive line is probably, probably in my opinion, the, uh, the defensive place that you need to. Um, I think the defensive uh, the place on the defensive end, defensive side of the ball, excuse me, is where you need the most help was defensive line. The whole line, the defense, interior defense and the edge. So that's my opinion too. So like you got to beat that up because it's pitiful. I mean, the pass rush is pitiful. So we have exhausted the draft and the draft will come and go and it will be lots of fun. I'm sure there'll be lots of text messages exchanged between us and uh, I, you know, it'll, There'll be some surprises, but I would imagine that everybody has hashed out so much of everything that I think that every scenario has been stated, and I don't think there will be many surprises this year. I think it'll go as much chalk as – I don't know. I just – there's a lot of, like, literature online and a lot of us talking and a lot of everything else, but I think – I don't think I don't think there's going to be much surprises coming up in this draft, my personal opinion. So, that being said – the season is very far away, um, but what are you looking forward to this season? Just one thing. Just what are you looking forward to coming up in the 2021 season? Think, or training camp? Think just a, well, just a new identity, new coach, new GM, and just, uh, you know, just a new identity for me. Yeah. Just a simple answer, yeah. I like it. Chris? Seeing if we can win the first game. Because we started losing, you know, the last couple of years. It's been so bad getting down. Just to, if, if you can somehow – who do we open with? We don't know. The schedule's not out yet. No, come out, right? Yeah. So, no. if we could just, just get a win. I know we've had some tough, tough, you know, road games to, to open the season in the past few years. But if we could get a win, with, like Zach said, with a new coach, new GM, just, just that momentum would go a long way, I think. What about you, Todd? Team rookie. I mean, for me, you know, I'm just excited to have a new coach. I'm kind of like Zach on this new coach, different style. 
use the running back more often. Hopefully, uh, yeah, I think with Arthur Smith, that's definitely going to be something that's going to happen. Um, just I'm intrigued by just seeing how Fontenot does with the draft on, on Thursdays to see if it really is going to be an improvement over Thomas Dimitrov, which I don't say how it couldn't be. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about the whole thing, starting with, from draft day to the very first game of the season. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm totally with, with everybody here on that. Is, um, just a new identity, like what Zach said, and see, you know, you see with other um, other sports teams around our our, uh, our city, the Braves have, have went through a regime change and the Hawks went through a regime change and how the identity just, like, changed with their coach and everything else. And I would see, like, how much different this team looks with the tough – what it – Arthur Smith is like just a just, he wants to run the ball, just be tough and just be physical. So we'll see. I, we've heard a lot of preaching about physicality the last two regimes, um, but I'm I'm curious to see if the style of play changes. So, hey, who, are y'all excited about the draft for real? Like, are you going to like stay up and watch the whole thing? Yeah, I don't know about the whole yeah. thing, but yeah, yeah. So I think we should do a watch party. What is it? Those first. What is it? The first two rounds on Thursday. Nope, that's just one round on Thursday. Just one round. Yeah, just one round, and then. So I'll probably watch. Till, I'll probably watch till the fourth pick, and then I'll go to bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that probably took an hour. <laughs> yeah, I'm right, like exactly. calculating, especially with those trades and stuff. But uh, yeah, we should we should do something. So I mean, our first pick is going to be like Roger Goodell is going to welcome everybody, and then he's going to be like, all right. Jacksonville, you're on the clock. Oh, their pick is in. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, how like, – like, really, is there going to be a lot of – No, there's, you know, they're going to give him the full five minutes. They're going to give him the full five minutes because people are going to just unload the brink truck trying to get that first pick out of their hands. Like, all the – you know, they're trying to jockey for – they're going to be ringing off the hook. How what how low of a package can we give them to get Trevor Lawrence? So – the, the uh, I heard the other day, and I didn't know this, that uh, uh, Greeny is going to host the draft. Oh, okay. And and I, I was I caught it on XM Radio, so I'm not sure if he's doing it on the radio, but I think he's actually hosting it. And I, I love him. So yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun with him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Doesn't the yeah. College Game Day crew like have their own thing on like ABC? They do their own thing on ABC. For the draft, I don't know. Yeah, I thought they do. Maybe. Yeah, Herb Street, Corso, and oh uh, gosh, yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. All right, boys. It'll be a so. Are we going to do a Friday podcast just to bring it all in to cap it all off? No. Okay. <laughs> mm, I mean, <laughs> midnight right after the that. draft, one o'clock in the morning. Everybody <laughs> for a podcast. Set your alarm. No, set your alarm. Yeah. No, you got to stay up, Zach. You can't go to sleep. Is this still going to be going on at that point? I guess so. If it's, if, if, if it's, uh, it's, I don't know. If it's 32 teams, you know, yeah, yeah it could be. All right, boys. Yeah. Well, I appreciate y'all coming on. And thank y'all for being all in the house today. It's going to be an awesome season. Season two is going to be glorious. We have lots of things to talk about. Uh, the draft is coming up. Justin Fields, will it be Kyle Pitts? Will it be a surprise? Will it be a trade back? So many answers. Y'all uh, stay tuned and uh, we'll, we'll come up with some answers. If you like what you heard tonight, go ahead and like us on 
Facebook or subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, Falcons fans, rise up.